everybody. Welcome back to the show. So, this episode is a little bit unique. Uh, me and Dan picked the top 10 people that were going to have a chance at winning Dan's Prime Bow. And in between those 10 picks, we answered your guys' questions. We also talked about a really interesting story of a 13-year-old boy that's lost in uh, a wilderness area in uh, Wisconsin that I think you guys will think is super interesting. But there will be some kind of weird long pauses in throughout this uh, episode from us you know, spinning the wheel to pick the winner, essentially. So just listen through it. I think the information in between for you guys that are on the audio version of this is well worth it. Before we get into the episode, I have to thank a couple of my sponsors, the first one being Osseo Gear. Osseo Gear is a great option for whitetail hunters. They developed a premium line of bow hunting gear that will rival any other clothing on the market in quality. Plus, you get a lifetime warranty, which is awesome, um, from anything you buy at Osseo. They have a super unique camo pattern uh, and great technology in their garments to keep you comfortable in the stand. Visit ASIOgear.com to get you some premium hunting clothing. Also got to thank Exodus. Exodus doesn't have any ad reads at the moment. Just go over uh, to their YouTube channel, Exodus Outdoor Gear, and check out all the stuff they have on there. That channel is got some crazy growth this year. Um, they also have a whole bunch of awesome podcasts on their platform. Um, they have Land Podcast, Deer Gear Podcast. They got um, their, their trail cam radio. All good stuff. All kinds of good information on those platforms. So go over to Exodus stuff and, and give them guys a subscribe and check them out. Hunting Beast Gear. Season's coming soon. Get your pre-orders in for the Beast Stand. Really can't beat a beast stand, beast sticks. I think it's one of the best systems on the market for mobile hunters. Go check them out at huntingbeastgear.com. And finally, gotta thank Uncle Lou over at Stealth Outdoors. If you haven't gotten your stealth strips yet, get them ordered. Get that gear all prepped for season. It's right around the corner. Visit stealthoutdoors.com. Get you some stealth strips. All my partners are linked in the description below. Let's get into episode. Move. What up, everybody? <laughs> oh, hope everybody's doing good this Thursday evening. We finally got some rain that actually amounted to something this evening, so that was good. You guys just keep getting smoked on. Yeah, we had it. Uh, we had it real bad the last couple of days. It got real smoky, but it actually seemed like this rain has helped it a little bit. I don't know if it did or not but it uh seems better than it was uh this compared to this morning at least this morning we went around here than uh than it was in the woods behind the high school in the 80s yep yeah. this uh this morning on the way to we had huck had an eye appointment and he's he's in the back of the truck and he was like uh what's all this smoke in the air and i'm like it's, it's smoke buddy <laughs> he's like you're, you're actually right that about that so he even noticed it how hazy it was mm. but it, it looks worse where you guys are at though just some from seeing pictures and whatnot it's bad yeah can't even see a mile yeah you can see farther than that but um mm. anyway anything new with you since tuesday uh, your shop like up and insulated and approved and everything now concrete's in oh, <laughs> 
So I'm gonna change since Tuesday is I got a pile of rocks sitting out here. Oh. To put yep. behind it. But yeah. That's annoying. I figured so. Up for a while. I uh I don't have to go back to work for a week or so. Oh, because of the holiday? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I got uh, a funeral. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyway, everybody, tonight we are doing the bow, the top, the the semifinals for the bow giveaway. So the top ten come up tonight. Make sure you leave a comment in the comment in the chat here. That's going to be one way you can, um, you can get into the top ten. And we're just gonna, I'll throw up the generator from the comment sections and it'll pick a random person and i'll write you down here on my list and then next week we'll do the shoot off where dan shoots the pie plate with everybody's name on it and whoever whoever he hits wins the bow so that's what tonight's go ahead go ahead good that's what tonight's episode is primarily about we got a couple other things to talk about but um they make sure you leave a chat and i'll just randomly uh pick pick a person we already have 213 people on so nice yeah did you get any uh, packages from uh, lou no no <laughs> was i supposed to <laughs> well i did oh he, he, he must, uh, he must be mad at off. me it's a little bit uh um risky for even me but it's... oh no oh he showed me that Oh, did he? But uh, what was what I was really interested in is uh, I had heard something about this, but I didn't pay much attention. Did you see he's got uh, black, black one? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. He told me about that. That's pretty cool, huh? Yeah, people are liking that. I'm just uh, I don't know. I don't know. I like it a lot. I like the camo, and I think I'd like a flat olive drab. Yeah, look like moss. Yeah, but you know I um. His smoke and then, but especially the, um, that one he usually uses. What is that called? This one. Natural, that's natural gear. That one, uh, I mean, you put that on a stick and on some trees, you can't even see the stick. Yeah. Yep. He has a whole bunch of options really now for, uh, patterns and, uh, flat, you know, he has, he has one that's just kind of a, uh, it's not, I don't know if it's olive drab, but it's like a, like a tan and it has a little bit of breakup in it, but it looks pretty good too. Um, yeah, I'm, a, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a very poor spokesperson for him because I don't pay attention to what he's doing. Yeah. <laughs> just, if I need, just if I need something. Oh, yeah. He has a pretty good selection anymore, it seems like, up there for whatever you want. He has five or six different um, patterns. And Jeremy, man, thank you. I don't know. I haven't seen him. Jeremy, thanks for joining the membership. Um, hope you enjoy it, man. Uh, I don't know. I haven't seen him on tonight. Sometimes he is. Sometimes he's not. And if you guys have questions tonight, we'll kind of go through questions too. Just leave them in the chat, but put a question mark between uh, before your question. So like put a question mark and then ask your question and then I'll, I'll see it. Um, I, I assume we're going to have a whole bunch of comments tonight or in the chat, so it'll be harder for me to filter through them if you could do that for me. I appreciate it. So let's talk about this news story that me and you were talking about before we got on. Crazy. Um, I didn't put it in the description yet because we just started, but I'll add it after the show. Um, 
that just get, uh, keeps getting more and more interesting. Yeah. So, well, Dan, you you have dug in it deeper than me. Can you talk about it? it's a it's a thirteen year old boy that's in the wilderness in Salt County. Yeah, up where I where I hunt uh, by hill country, um, mm-hmm. up by Devil's Lake. So that's in Wisconsin, um, South Central Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. Uh, not very far from me. Uh, I won't say an hour, hour and a half from my house. Yeah, um, place I'm somewhat familiar with. And the first time I heard the story, I was like. They're searching for a 13-year-old kid that's uh, in the woods. And I'm like, why can't they find this kid? Yeah. Devil's Lake ain't that big. I mean, just go in there and get him, you know? Yeah. Shouldn't take much at all. And, uh, but the more you get into the story, the more it starts getting crazy. Mm-hmm. And it turns out that this kid, um, 13 years old, and he looks real small. He looks small for his age. Yeah, he didn't look very big. Right. Um he stole the family van. Sounds like he stole a handgun too, they think. Mm-hmm. A loaded handgun from the house. He has a bunch of survival manuals and he's into survival and wants to live off the grid. Mm-hmm. And they believe he's living off the land and they've been chasing him around for like two to three weeks now. Yeah. And they've found two of his campsites. Every time they find a campsite, he relocates. And they've used hounds. He's able to dodge the hounds. And uh, they're finding the plants that he's clipping to eat. And uh, it's just crazy. When you start looking into the story and listen to it, it's, it's just intriguing that a 13-year-old kid could do all this. Like the uh, like a little uh, ramble running around the woods dodging cops. They were saying they had like uh, 70 groups of cops out there or something like 70 that. 70 groups of 10 cops. That's yeah. 700 cops in that little area searching for him. And uh, they're finding all kinds of clues and stuff. And he's dodging them and losing them. And it's in the terrain is so rugged that the cops are getting injured. They're having to airlift cops out of there that were getting injured in the search. So that, and then they backed off and now they're down to like, they got like, uh, um, like 20 or 30 at a time. And, it, and they're using the night vision drones and they're, uh, using night vision to find them and stuff. And, uh, they just can't find the kid. The kid's too smart for them. Modern day Rambo. Seems crazy. And like the shelters he's building are like, the same ones that are inside those books he had, I guess they somehow yep. found that out. But uh, yeah, and he's not changing much. But they noticed like uh, one of the shelters had new vegetation put on top of it, fresh clippings. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. So they knew it was like within a day. But when they find him, they're putting uh, infrared cameras around him, and then they're putting uh, they're hiding officers in the woods to watch him. But I think when they find him, that kid's probably already knows they're there. I think he's setting up to catch them coming into him. You know. Yeah. It's almost hard to believe that, like, they can't find him. It's like, geez, people, you know. You, um, you know, I watch a lot of these uh, crime shows where they go after people. Yeah. And you see criminals all the time that are grown, grown-ass grown men. Yeah. They run in the woods. They don't get far. They go in there and they get those guys and bring them yeah. back out. Yeah. You know, it's, it's amazing that this kid is able to uh, evade them and that they go through the woods in a sweep where there's, like, a cop every 20 yards or something. And they go through it, don't find him, but he's still there. Yeah. It's crazy. I hope that's what's happening. You know, hopefully it's that's what uh, he's still alive and everything. Yeah, there hasn't been a sighting of him. Yeah. But they found his campsites and they found things they believe belong to him, but they can't 100% right. guarantee it, though. But they found a sheath to a knife. They found a, a jug of water. Socks, his they, socks. They, yeah, his, his socks. The first campsite they found had uh, uh, his clothing. It had uh, all of his supplies there and stuff. Um, 
and he never went back. So mm-hmm. obviously he knew they were there. And then when they found his second campsite, he had relocated a long ways away, probably because they spooked him out of the first one. Yeah. Yeah, sounds like a uh, future alone winner. Right, right, right. <laughs> oh, man. I, this is One, uh, one day he'll be doing training classes on what mushrooms to eat at the local prison. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I mean, I don't know. He's probably being, a, I mean, I hope he's just being a 13 year old kid and is being rebellious and wanting to do something. And he's going out and doing it and hopefully they find him. Cause I'm sure his parents are, I mean, I, I can't, that would be horrible, but yeah, his dad has been saying things like, uh, just come home. You're not in trouble. Just please come out of the woods. Yeah. Just, uh, we're so worried about you. You're upsetting the whole family. We, we're, we're not gonna, we're not mad. Yeah. We just want you home. Yeah. Um, but you know, there's some, you, you, you know, the cops aren't just going to let that go. I mean, he's going to have to go to some counseling or something, but, yeah. uh, the mom said some things that were a little different. Oh, really? I think it was, it was either the mom or the aunt or something, but she was saying that, uh, um, when they were doing the search after 13 days, which now is later than that, but she said, uh, um, we just want closure. I'm just hoping that they can find him and we can have closure. And she was saying it in a way that she thought he's dead. Yeah. But uh, the live thing they just had on, the cop said he's not dead. I, I, I don't, don't think he's. I don't all. think he's dead. We're following the kid. We know. We know about where he's at. Or we're looking at his campsites. It's amazing to me that in that small area they can know what woodlot he's camping in, and they can't catch that kid. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Zeke says, uh, I bet that kid has still strips, and that's why the cops can't get him. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> probably does. Um, there's some scientific study that comes out that stealth strips uh, eliminates scent on things. Yeah. <laughs> that's cool, I though. I mean, I, I, it's not cool, but it's like, it's a crazy story. It's, it's cool, cool story. and not cool. I mean, obviously, yeah, sure. the, the, the kid is causing grief and havoc for his family yeah. and stuff. Yeah. But it's it's amazing that there's uh, kids out there that still got those kind of skills. It'll be cool in like 50 years when that kid has like a podcast and he's telling everybody about it. Then it'll be cool. <laughs> <laughs> it's like those things that gets cool as time goes by, but at the time, not very cool, kid. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, hopefully maybe we'll get a maybe we'll try to keep track of that story and give people updates whenever we can. Yeah, maybe in like six months he'll actually come out, you know. And yeah, right. Cold out, think he'll go home. Yep, I could see alone reaching out to that kid when he comes back home, and being, you know, it'd be a good uh, storyline for him. I just hope he doesn't do something stupid with that gun, afraid to come out or something. But I, yeah, that's kind of scary. But it sounds like maybe he's just a survivalist and grabbed one. Um, at least I hope that's what the case is. You know. Yeah, I don't know. You're not going to hunt with a handgun. I don't know what he's using that for. I don't know either. That is the... Maybe he's got to rob a gas station every now and then to get a monster and some cookies or something. (laughs) Yeah, perhaps. Thanks for joining the membership, Chris. Um, Welcome, welcome, man. And also, Built by Venison, you've been on here for a long time, man. Thanks for uh, hopping on, too. Dan... 
we got a slugworth gave us a super chat he wants you to see a pic of your fattest coon um, said you had a video I, where you, you said one's bigger than floppy yeah um dixie's pretty fat but i don't know if i have a picture of her i certainly don't have one handy um the one um the three-legged one got really huge it got like the size of a dinosaur really um, yeah i might have some pictures on my computer i i i could look when you're talking see if i okay. can find it yeah we'll um, do that here in a minute um thanks doe slayer welcome man slugworth had a question too dan uh that we can talk about that's not related to your uh, floppy but um what's the best over-the-counter state to hunt in the midwest other than wisconsin you probably live uh, in wisconsin in the midwest uh geez i would probably um I would probably say Illinois is a good one. Um, Nebraska, uh, North Dakota, uh, Minnesota's underrated. And Minnesota's mm -hmm. got some good pockets. You gotta get in the right area though. Along the river, um, like just across from like Buffalo County and stuff, and just up from Iowa. There's some really good areas in there in Minnesota. Yeah, I wouldn't underrate uh, Michigan either. Michigan's a pretty good state. <laughs> Better than what people make it out to be. <laughs> you're crazy. <laughs> I feel like you're just saying that to push people's buttons. <laughs> well, you get two bucks in Michigan, and and uh, I don't think you're gonna shoot like a Boone and Crockett or anything, but I think you could probably get two nice bucks if you want to just go deer hunting. Yeah. I mean, statistically speaking, if you just look at numbers, I think like Kentucky and Illinois would be your like number ones for Boone just, and re just remember this, that uh, um, I don't know if it is right now, but for the longest time, uh, Michigan was in the top 10 for producing Boone and Crockett's. Yeah. It's not that bad of a state. No, no, I know. I was just laughing because. Um, it's just, you know, for whatever reason, it's gotten a. Uh, the whiner's response, you know, I mean, it's, yeah. it's not, it's no, it's no Iowa, you know, sure. I think if you're going to go just for giant bucks, I think I would look at, uh, uh, Nebraska, North Dakota, and uh, Illinois. And I think, uh, Illinois is really good. Yeah. Um, it's downfalls, the price of the tag. Um, yeah. but those yeah. other States are really good too, that I mentioned. Yeah. I was just looking up the stats here. So Illinois, I'm not going to mention Wisconsin because, or Iowa, because it's, oh, it's a, um, oh, it, you said not to mention Wisconsin and Iowa's draw, but Illinois is two on the list for most Boone and Crockett's the last 10 years. Minnesota is up there and Kentucky's up there. Ohio is up there on top 10. Missouri's up there. Is Ohio considered Midwest? I don't know if it is or not. I mean, it's probably not. I think probably Indiana and over is Midwest, but. Um, Indiana's overrated too. I mean, underrated. It mm -hmm. sucks in the north, but it seems pretty good when you get down in the south area. Not a lot of deer, but there's some quality to it. Yeah, I mean, the without seeing one, but it's it's got some quality. Um, yeah, but that's a uh, that's what I would say. I don't know if I like if I was going to tell you where you could go to kill like a booner, it'd probably be 
Illinois maybe would be my first pick for you. Mm-hmm. Um, for over the counter. But I've never hunted Minnesota. And then Ohio would be up there, and Kentucky would probably be up there too. Illinois, um, Kentucky, you what? Michigan South. Yeah, sorry. I guess I keep just thinking states in general. But, um, good question. The, the real thing is, though, that uh, you can find giant bucks anywhere in pockets. Yep. And uh, it really doesn't matter what state you pick. It's yeah. really right down to the property. I mean, uh, you can go to a state that's considered a bad state and find a really good spot. You know, yeah. I've talked to people who shoot giants in Michigan every year. Yeah, but they're on, they're they're they found some niche. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that's everywhere across the country. You can find stuff like that. It's just that some places it's more I common. Think than others. It is, and it's in those places you've got you know your deer IQ has to be higher and your your work ethic has to be higher. I mean, look that's at guys. The, like, that's the one thing. I, I mean, really, you laughed when I said Michigan, but I don't <laughs> think Michigan has poor sized deer. I think what it has is smart deer. They're hunted. Yeah, they're hunted right. heavily. And killing right. one is hard. You know what I mean? It takes yeah. work. Well, that, I, I was just laughing because that's the first thing that ran through my head was you just like screwing with people. That's the only reason. <laughs> maybe, I, I maybe, believe you. But. Maybe a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's like, uh, I mean, look at Andy May. He kills two bucks that are you know, usually big ones every year up there. It just, he puts a lot of time and is a real smart deer hunter. So um, they're up there for sure. Let's do one. Let's, let's start this giveaway thing. We got a bunch of people on. There's almost 400 people on. So um, let's see here. Or if you're going to do that, I'm going to go look for that picture. Okay. All right. Let's see. Let me get my, uh, my screen up here. So this is what we're going to do. We're just going to collect the comments. Here we go. This is our first first one. Let's see who we get. Rich is our number one. You're a finalist, man. Um, so you have to be on Thursday to see if Dan, next Thursday to see if Dan shoots your name or not. We'll do we'll do a couple questions, then do another drawing. Um, find anything, Dan? I'm looking. <laughs> Doe Slayer, man, welcome to the welcome to the membership. You've been on forever too. It's good to have you, man. Um, let's go over to the chats and we'll see if there's any questions yet. So yeah, leave a comment, everybody, if you if you want to be entered to go into the giveaway for Dan's bow here. What's some, uh, what is it, Dan? Is it a 50 pound bow? Uh, yeah, I think it goes, uh, is it 50, 60? I think you can turn it up. Yeah. I'm not sure, uh, how high I'm sure it goes, yep. uh, 60 or, it probably 60 goes or 65. 60. One of the two. Um, it also, the, the draw is adjustable on it too. I think they're pretty well yeah. adjusted to whatever you want it to be. Um, I'm sure the boys at Prime could help you out too if uh, you needed to change it a little. Yeah, it's a. Uh, people were asking about uh, what if I'm left-handed. Well, I'm sorry. 
That's my answer to that. <laughs> just sell, sell it or something. Put it yeah, on Lord eBay. God, dead I feel like a human. <laughs> All humans should be right-handed. <laughs> I write left-handed. Do you? Mm -hmm. I write left-handed and like eat my food left-handed. Everything else I do. Um, um, right-handed though. Tennessee Valley Outdoors, welcome, man. Hope you enjoy your membership. All right, let's see here. Let's get to some some questions. Uh, did you pick everybody yet, or are you just picking a couple at a time? I'm just going to go slow tonight. Let people build up. Let people comment because I know if we do them all at once, people are coming and going, or you know, maybe not on yet. And I'd like for everybody to be on we'll do the last one right before we get off here at the end maybe every every few minutes dan gonna sign the bow question mark from danny yeah i can do that yeah i just well, sent you one picture that's all i can find right now okay let me let's get it up back on here there you are oh i sent it an email, email. oh yeah um, also, I mean, if somebody, uh, wants to take a road trip, they can come meet me and pick it up. Oh hang yeah. Out for a while. Anybody want to get a bow and get to hang out a little bit? Go, uh, scouting or something. Yeah. Go scouting and maybe, you know, go fishing, maybe go down to the corner and throw rocks at kids. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. All right, let me get this picture up here. Sorry, I got too much going on on my screen right now. Can everybody see that? I don't see nothing but you. Oh. Looking around like, where's the picture? And you can't. That's because I didn't do it right. Let me share my correct screen. Oh, that's, that's what you're doing. You're doing it wrong. <laughs> yeah, of course. Here, I'm just going to... Move this up here. So well, which one's that? Can you expand that? Yes. Just crap. One second. I keep screwing things up here. Gosh, you think after almost 100 episodes of this, I have this figured out. There we go. Yeah, that's Andre. Three that's Yeah. He, had, he was named after that, uh, that seal. Remember that show a long time ago? That show was no. out when we got him. <laughs> You're probably a little kid. Yeah. Andre the seal. Yeah, there was a show about a seal named Andre. How big was it? The raccoon? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, Carol might have a weight on him. I don't know. But he was missing a whole hind quarter. Oh, that, that's... Leg broke and stuff. But he, he got really huge. If I could find the picture um, where he's sitting on a, a bed next to me. Mm-hmm. You'd crap how big how big he is when he sits down. He makes Floppy look tiny. Really? Yeah. Um, he was a cool <laughs> dude. Loved ice cream. Well, hmm. I got some all... videos of him and stuff. I got a lot of videos of him growing up when his leg was in a cast and all that stuff. Yeah. He's a cool dude. My buddy has a uh, he. They rescue cats. Him and his wife. 
and they have yeah. two cats. Yeah, two cats that are three three legged. Mm. He said he said cats you can't even t- they they don't even like, you know they don't miss a beat without uh, missing a leg, which I could see that they're pretty athletic. Um, yeah, yeah if you right. like uh, raccoons, you'll like uh, my next video. It should be up tonight. I think I'm gonna yep. make it live right after this show. Yep. It's got Be some good. raccoons in it. It's about scouting and stuff, but it's got some raccoons in it. Just a couple. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Brittany Hartwig, welcome to the channel. We have hey, a Brit. new a new uh, viewer, which is cool. Um, Tim's getting some new bee sticks shipped All today. Right. He said, there you go. You're going to change your life. <laughs> We're going to be in a- a much better Even if you don't hunt with them, you can have them in your closet and you'll kill bigger bucks. <laughs> just, just makes you more intelligent, makes you a better hunter, makes you understand things more. Yeah. But no, seriously, I mean, uh, you'll um, like them, man. Yeah, they, they, they rock. All right, everybody, we're going to do another one. Make sure you leave a comment. Hurry up. Let's see here. Ready? Here we go. Number two. Oh, 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 this guy, West Virginia fisherman. Hmm. Sorry, I got to write his name down, so it's taking me a while. There you go. Number two, eight spots left. All right, let's see here. Going down the uh, the list here. Oh, hey, I got a question that was not in the comments that we I was supposed to ask, and I keep forgetting to do it every show. What's our favorite movie? Our someone favorite met, movie. someone messaged me that and wanted me to ask that. Um, I'm a big I'm a big comedy. I like comedies, so I have a lot like. Um, I don't know. Super bad. That was real popular when I was little or not little, but like in high school, I don't watch a lot of movies now, but it's all of them are going to be like that 2005 to 2010 time frame. Yeah. I've never really been too much into movies. I guess if I had to pick one, it would be, um, the unforgiven with, uh, Clint Eastwood. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's a good, good movie. I like the end where he, uh, where he, uh, you know, you don't drink the whole show. And then, uh, cause he's, cause when he was a drunk, when he was younger, he killed everybody and he was in mm-hmm. hiding, mm-hmm. but then, uh, they kill his friend and, uh, he gets drunk and goes to town and, uh, they got his friend on display and that's why he got drunk and got mad and he walks yeah. into the bar and he says, who put my friend on display outside? And he blows him down. It's kind of cool, but a cool show. Mm-hmm. Like, Talladega Nights, that's another one that I really liked when I was watching more movies. Dude, back in the day, we could go to the movies for like a few dollars. Mm-hmm. I remember now we used to have uh, 50 cent movies when I was a mm-hmm. kid. Yep. You could, I mean, we could go, I know me and Maddie would go on dates and it'd be like 10 bucks for both of us to go watch a movie together. We went to the other day, we took Huck to see a movie, like a Mario, Super Mario or something. It was like Freaking forty bucks for us to get tickets for three of us. I was like, "Geez, no." Get a um, get a bucket of popcorn. 
Oh, we did. Please. We did. <laughs> um, um, but it was, it's fine. Whatever is Huck, Huck enjoyed it. So everything's expensive now, but. Yeah. As long as you do it in moderation once every now and then. Yeah. It's not that big a deal. But when I was younger, man, we just do, I mean, you five bucks and go and it'd be yeah. something to do, but not anymore. You'd, could spend a lot of money. When I was a kid, they had drive-ins you'd go to. And, uh, yeah, we had one of those in our hometown drive-in theater. We used to always just uh, get a vehicle with a big trunk, and everybody pile in the trunk and almost die of carbon dioxide poisoning. <laughs> and they'd know what you're up to, so they'd watch your vehicle. They'd stand around the vehicle and we're all in their gay again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> we had no money. Uh, hey, you gotta do what you gotta do. Yeah. Uh. Where do I, Lucas? Where can I get one of those sweet excess ass? Ask your boss, Lucas. <laughs> Lucas works for Exodus. Uh, that's why I said that. You probably won't let him have a hat. <laughs> Edit more videos, then you can get a hat. Yeah. More subscribers. I think Lucas uh, does all their editing and stuff on their um, YouTube. And I've heard Chad is a hat Nazi. The employees can't have hats. I had to, I got to call I had to call Jake to get this one. Oh, maybe maybe yeah. Jake's the hat Nazi. No, no, you're right. Chad is. Chad is. I had to I had to talk to Jake. Jake gives him out. Chad Chad's the Nazi. You know? Yeah. Uh, ooh, here we go. When's Dan coming out to Oregon to hunt blacktails? Let's go. I would go. I want to go hunt blacktails, but I want to go hunt them in Alaska. This those Sika. A sick of blacktails. Um, I would also go out to Oregon or California and hunt them too. Yeah, it'd be um, nice to shoot one on a one of on one of them Kodiak hunts. Yeah, Alaska Kodiak Island. Did you ever see the hunts on Kodiak Island? They, they, I think uh, Oregon would be more of a hunt. It's like those guys just walk right up to them. Yeah, I uh, I got a buddy that's been there a few times blacktail hunting on Kodiak Island and. Um, he always kills two with a longbow, <laughs> but yeah. uh, he said it's, he told me that it's not as easy as it used to be because it's kind of people have found out and there's people, more people that go. I just saw in. some uh, like news release that uh, they removed the uh, two deer limit. And you can only shoot one now if you're non-resident. Really? Yeah. Cause they're trying to cut back on it or something. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, probably so. Um, according to my buddy, he said the same thing. Okay. Mm. Another one. Here we go. Pick me. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> Joshua Boggs, I like your name, man. Cool. Josh. Make sure you're on next week, man. You're our third pick of the night. This is fun. <laughs> I like doing this. Uh, maybe we'll just do this every show. Just give away like a, a roll of still strips and just pick 10 people. And I don't know. All right. Let's see here. Robert asked, when are we going to come to south southeastern Alabama? January rut. Now that sounds like fun. Yeah. That. That's Alabama sounds like more fun to me than blacktails. That's a there's a possibility of that happening. Yeah, we've been talking about doing January in the south. This year it's a 
much greater possibility because I won't be, be able to travel much in the deer and deer season um, after October 13th. But um, I don't know about Alabama. Those guys didn't treat me too well last time I hunted there. When'd you go to Alabama? I went down there for the um, Buckmaster Classic. Somebody stole my de- my deer head. They cut the head off of it on the meat pool. <laughs> oh, that was a long time ago. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Yep. What can you tell us about that? You you hunted with Buckmasters, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was a great time. They uh, the Buckmaster Classic. Uh, for those that remember, they they discontinued it because of, you know magazines going losing money and it was an expensive ordeal. But they used to have this uh thing every year and uh, Jackie Bushman would invite a lot of celebrities and stuff and uh, it was pretty cool when I went there uh, uh, I got to hang out with um, Jeff Foxworthy and uh, Wade Boggs um, baseball player yeah um, uh, I you did like events during the day too you didn't just hunt they invited the public and the public couldn't go into your area you know like it was fenced off but they could be on the outside and they'd they had the celebrities signing autographs and stuff, and then they would do mm-hmm. events. And uh, uh, the event I got was uh, um, trap shooting or something like that. And uh, they made me a team captain, and I picked uh, Wade Boggs and Dan Keppen as my partners. And uh, it just so happens that uh, both of those guys are incredible shots with a shotgun. Oh, nice. But one of the things about that place is um, they had all these sponsors, big name sponsors. And, and uh, you had you right down to the clothing. So they give you a shotgun to use that you've never shot before. And they dress you in clothes you've never worn before that don't quite fit, you know, because they're trying to throw yeah. something on you. New boots, new everything, because they want you to be wearing the sponsor's boots, the sponsor's pants and, and jacket and shirt yeah. and stuff like that. And uh, then they put you up on this thing, and there's like 10,000 people watching. I got this open shooting lane, and and there's all these people. As far as you can see is people, you know, and uh, they call me up there first. And I go up there, and there's TV cameras, like on a boom, filming you and stuff. And you're like, oh, boy, you know. And I get up there, and I'm, like, really nervous. And I got to say, pull. And the, the loudest, the crowd is so loud, you can't hear nothing. And yeah. then right when you walk up there, everybody just shuts up and stares at you and it's goes <laughs> super quiet. And I'm like, pull, and they pull, and I miss. Pull, miss, pull, miss. Everybody so then turn, and Jeff shoots every bird. And when it's uh, um, Dan Keppen's turn, he shoots every bird. And I missed. I didn't hit one bird on any of my shots, <laughs> period. I didn't hit nothing, right? And then because Dan and uh, Jeff were such great shots, we ended up winning the championship and they made a big trophy with my name on it and handed it because I was, the <laughs> you, did, you didn't hit a single, yeah, I didn't hit a single bird. And I won the, you know, you know, I didn't really win the team one, but they didn't put like a team thing on it. They gave me an individual trophy with my name on it. And it's like, what do you do with that? When you didn't hit a bird, you know, it's like, I didn't really win. Maybe I'm good at picking teams, you know, but uh, no, it was a fun time. It was, uh, we had, uh, um, who was that? wrestler they had a wrestler from all-star wrestling remember all-star wrestling you you yeah. too young you no know? i remember it yeah yeah um mr perfect do you remember yeah. that guy mm-hmm. i, I mean remember what his real name is uh, it was before my time but i i definitely know who he is i'm gonna go okay. shut this door real quick keep talking 
Okay. So Mr. Perfect uh, um, is kind of a whack job. He's a weirdo. But uh, we're at like a, um, every night there'd be kind of like a party, you know, and everybody's uh, there drinking and laughing and joking and stuff and talking, you know, after the crowds have left and stuff. And uh, uh, Mr. Perfect was the kind of guy who would always brag and talk loud and try to talk over the crowd to get people, make people listen to him. And uh, me, Jeff and Wade were off to the side and we're kind of making fun of him. And um, we all had to uh, we all had to drink out of a Budweiser cup because Budweiser was sponsored and, and they were taking mm -hmm. pictures and stuff. So no matter what you're drinking, you had to have a Budweiser cup. Mm. They had all these classic Budweiser cups, and uh, um, everybody had one. So you didn't want to let it go because you didn't want to end up with somebody else's. Yeah. But uh, Wade was a big chew guy, you know, and he's spitting mm -hmm. chew in this this cup. And it's this cup just about full of chew, and it was just the most disgusting thing. And he sets it on the uh, like banister railing of this uh, the stairs that goes upstairs. And uh, Mr. Perfect gets up on the stairs. And he's telling the story about how you know you don't know how bad it is. You know his back hurts and this and that for life because of that wrestling and how hard it is on his body. And he's and nobody listened to him, so he keeps talking louder and louder and louder. And then in between breaths, he reaches over and grabs his beer well it's not really his beer he grabbed wade's chew and he slams it and the chew and he starts gagging and this chew goes all over his mouth and everybody just erupts into laughter oh. and he, like a little kid he runs up the stairs and into his room and slams the door <laughs> everybody's laughing even even louder and uh like uh uh what's his face the big guy jackie bushman was always yeah. like dad figure he'd always make sure everybody stayed in line and he goes yeah. you guys knock it off you're being mean to him and like he's a little kid you know yeah and then he goes up there and he's knocking on the door and uh uh he goes i'm not coming out <laughs> Wait. and uh, uh he goes in there and talks to him and he comes out he goes you guys got to be nice to him or he won't come out and we're like okay yeah. <laughs> so that was pretty funny but uh yeah it was a that was a great time but uh uh you were i think you were allowed a buck a day Mm -hmm. and uh it had to have eight points or better on um, and they spot the sportsman lodge the southern sportsman's lodge uh, uh sponsored so the hunt was there and uh the the big celebrities always got the good spots it was kind of like a contest but not really and the the celebrities always got the really good spots and then they stick the rest of us in kind of crappy spots but they uh i had a really cool guide that worked there and he was letting me play a little, like like I didn't have to follow all the rules. That, yeah, you can just go in here and set up some more, you know, instead yeah. of putting me in a box blind or something. So I started, I was seeing some deer where most of the guys around me weren't. Mm -hmm. And um, I passed a couple bucks and then uh, um, hoping for something really big. And then they're like, you know, you should really shoot one because they give the meat to the hungry and they just want to get some deer on the board or whatever. If one has eight points shoot one you get one a day yeah. so the next day i shoot this eight pointer and it was you know it wasn't huge by any re i mean it was probably a, a two-year-old yeah and down there those deer aren't really that big you know yeah um but a lot of people were like oh that's a nice buck and i was like Man, not really but okay. yeah and uh they hang it on the um the rack for the night so people could take pictures and stuff like that and there's a few bucks up there and uh 
um, that night there's a the big there's a big party. I think it's the the same night that uh, that uh, Mr. Perfect drank the chew and stuff. And there's mm-hmm. this big party. It got out of hand a little bit. Everybody got drunk and uh, got a little wild and stuff. And uh, I'm having a hard time getting up in the morning. And, uh, um, all of a sudden, uh, I look out and here comes Jackie Bushman and uh, and Russell Thornberry and a couple other guys that are real big shots. And they have this stern look on their face and they're heading for my cabin. And and I'm like, what the heck's going on? And they come they come up to my door. Dan, come on out here. We got to talk to you. I'm like, oh crap! What did I do? You know? So I go out there. I go, what's up? And they're like. Somebody cut the head off your deer last night. Now, listen, uh, I don't know how to say this. I'm so sorry about it, but I'll, I'll find a rack that's identical. We got some pictures of it, and I'll get you a new rack. I don't know why anybody would do this stuff. And I go, whoa, whoa. If, if this is what that's about, the guy would have asked me how to gave him the antlers. I said, yeah. It's, it's cool. So, yeah. Uh, so I don't have the antlers off that bug. But, uh, yeah, that was that's a fun time. Cool experience. Yeah, it's a cool experience. How'd you get invited to something like that? Do you remember? Or just... I used to work with them and do um, articles uh, and stuff. Magazine sales, and I used to write for Rack Magazine. Um, when oh. Rack Magazine first came out, I did a whole bunch of articles for them and um, a couple for Buckmasters Magazine. And and uh, I was a, a big fan of uh, Russell Thornberry's. I always looked up to him. Yeah. And he was their editor back in those days. Gotcha. Let's do another uh, drawing. Then I got a story about Jeff Foxworthy. Okay, here we go. Who is number four? Oh, 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 hey, Johnny. You asked a question a second ago. Johnny. Is that one winner or two? Johnny and Nick. Nick. <laughs> not sure. Not sure. Uh, make sure you're on next, next, uh, Thursday to see if you won there, Johnny uh, and Nick. Only reason I know it's Johnny because uh, when he uh, asked a question earlier, he signed it as John. So, um, okay. So I got to. Uh, How many you got now? We got to do. I got four. We're on our fifth one, so right. we're getting through them. When I was like mm, college uh, age. I used to work for a guy that had a, uh, not work for him. I helped him a lot. Um, I used to film for him and I'd help him do like, he owned a bunch of property and I'd help him do um, stands and food plots and whatnot. And uh, the bone collector guys used to come and hunt with him every year on his property. He owned like quite a bit of ground. I don't know, it was over, over maybe four or 500 acres in one area. And um, he invited me over one evening to, uh, have dinner with them. And it wasn't, it wasn't anybody. It was just Edwin, which is Michael's dad. And then some cameraman. And then one other guy, I can't remember who, who it was, but it wasn't any of the main, it wasn't like T-Bone or Michael Waddell or Nick Mutt. But, um, anyway, there's a whole bunch of people over there and, uh, me and Maddie were sitting there. They had like, uh, like restaurant type booths in the cabin to people, for people could sit down or sit there and eat. Me and Maddie were kind of just sitting by ourselves. I mean, we were kind of young and just trying to stay out of the way. And then Edwin Waddell like walked up to him. He's like, "You guys care if I just eat with you?" And he has a real thick Southern accent, like one of those Southern accents where you almost can't understand him, you know. And we we're like, mm-hmm. "Yeah, yeah, yeah." And he was the dude. He was the nicest guy I've ever talked to. Like, just 
never stopped talking. Just every, every question you asked him, he'd answer it thoroughly and just really seemed like he enjoyed sitting there talking to us, you know. And he was telling me about uh, Jeff Foxworthy. I guess Michael, the first time he hunted with Jeff Foxworthy, I think Michael would like uh, um, call turkeys for him or something like that. Like he used to like guide for Realtree um, and he would he would help these guys like Jeff Foxworthy kill a turkey. Um, and he goes, he goes, Jeff Foxworthy's the richest guy I know. This was Edwin talking about this. And I'm like, oh, yeah. He goes, yeah. He goes, uh, Michael, one was guiding him one time when he was a young, younger guy. And he said, uh, they killed a Turkey and Michael didn't have a tag anymore. And, and Jeff had an obligation. Uh, he had to go speak at a like corporate event and, uh, he had to fly out of the state that they were in at like 9 AM. And he had to speak at like 10 30 at this corporate event for, uh, 30 minutes. And then they, then he flew back and he was going to be back in camp that evening, that afternoon or whatever. And since they didn't have tags, he's like, he asked Michael, he goes, you want to fly with me? And I guess he was flying private or, you know, a jet or something. And he, Michael's like, yeah, I'll go. Um, he said, he said the, he said him and Michael and Jeff flew to this corporate place. Uh, Jeff did 30 minutes of stand up. He, and Michael said he watched him write the, the, the company wrote him a hundred thousand dollar check. And he got back on the jet and was back into the back at camp by like three o'clock. He's I like, just, he just made it. I just want to say this right now. If anybody wants me to come speak at a corporate event for a hundred grand <laughs> for a half an hour, I'm there. He said, uh, he said he just made like a hundred grand in just like half a day. Like just, yeah. it's insane. Like when you get that famous, how much money people will just throw at you to come and do something, you know? I don't want to say this too loud, but he's not even all that funny. You know, worth <laughs> that kind of money. <laughs> he's like chuckle funny. Yeah, yeah, funny. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Like goofy funny. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Uh, I probably like funny. I mean, everybody's got that funny buddy. Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> he's, got funny buddy. He's, you know, he's just the one that made it. Yeah, that's true. He like filled a niche back in the day that uh that redneck kind of yeah, you, you know what it is? I, I think the appeal with him is kind of like what the appeal with me is. And I think it's that he's a regular guy. That people can relate to him. You know, yeah. he's just like one of the dudes, you know? Yeah. I kind of hate, and I think everybody does, the guys that, that gets to their head and they start thinking there's something special and they start dressing yeah. and acting and talking different. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That the happens all the time. No longer make any mistakes. Don't show no mistakes. They don't, you know, mm -hmm. not a hair out of place, you know? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. He's just a regular dude. All right, let's do another one, Dan. Let me get this back up here. I keep forgetting to put put a comment up there. I want to win. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay, here we go. Oh oh, Marshall. And Gunner, we keep getting these double ones. Yeah, <laughs> maybe is Gunner like is a Democrat talking about a they. That's a they. It's two, right? <laughs> <laughs> Marshall. Yeah. Okay. Maybe Gunner. Maybe that's Marshall. And that's Gunner there. Oh. Ah. Anyways, Marshall and Gunner, congrats. You're number five. Good luck. 
see you next Thursday. Make sure you're on next Thursday. Dan will shoot you in the face or, or your name. <laughs> oh, all right. Let's uh, see if there's any more questions here. Then we'll start. Um, True Hunter asks, does the smoke have any effect on the deer? I doubt they even notice. Probably not much more smoke, uh, difference than what it has on us, I think. Yeah, I don't think they care. Might annoy them, but they got, I don't think I don't, think I don't think much anything. Yeah, um, I don't even think they notice it. I wouldn't, I don't think they're that, uh, I don't think they live long enough to uh, have like long lasting effects from smoke in the air. Um, so Lee had a question. He says he got permission on a farm with not much. I think he meant timber in the area. Um, they have the biggest timber in about a mile lot on a farm land. Um, they have about 300 yards by 500 yards. So it's a real small piece, Dan. He says, do you think it'll hold deer? So he has essentially like a, the only bigger set of timber, set of timber in the block there. Yeah. I mean, I find deer in, in stuff the size of a car out in open grass. So, I mean, yeah, I, I think it'll hold deer. I think you just have to be more delicate about how you hunt it. You know, um, I'm delicate with everything, no matter how big it is. You know, I I consider the bedding areas. I really don't think about the, you know, how big the wood is. Yeah. How big, you know, it's how you hunt that for each situation. So a spot like that probably has to be uh, hunted very timidly. Maybe a lot more observations from a distance than actual yeah. hunts. Um, and going in when everything's perfect. But uh, um, as long as they're not harassed and pushed out of there, I think that that woodlot if it has good bedding features if it has as long as it has a good bedding area you know which might be a downwind edge it might be a thick spot in there it might be a pointed timber that comes off one way or a corner but as long as they got a spot in there they can bed it probably holds deer i think the key to those small areas is like figuring out when you should hunt them and then only hunt them then yep you know don't over hunt them or hunt them in the wrong, wrong time. Uh, Slugworth, we will, I'll, I'll put a link to that article we were talking about, about 13 year old boy. Um, after we're done here, if you guys Google it, it's like Salt County boy missing. It'll pop up. It's everywhere right now. Um, and there's put a link to not, that second one. I found the second one I sent you put a link to that one up there. That one. Yeah, and, and it's goes not, into detail. It's not, uh, it's not just one article either. It's like a string of them now that they've been putting up um, to to kind of keep everybody updated on. I, the last one was that last one. It was I haven't heard it. Heard, they haven't had a real recent one lately, have they? It wasn't the one I sent you. The last one, pretty recent. It might have been. I I can't remember now. But um, I just I just put the link to the video in the chat if you want to save it there. Robert asked you a question, Dan. Have you located or seen that all black buck? I have not seen it. Uh, I know about where it lives. Um, I used to have permission on a farm that it's on, but uh, the guy's kid got older and he lets his kid and his kids started liking hunting. And he's also got a game warden that hunts there and another guy. And uh, 
I think if I pushed my way in, he'd let me in, but I don't really want to be that way. But I'd like to go after just that buck. If I get eyeballs on it um, before fall, I might uh, go over and just ask the guy if I can come if I just hunt that deer. Yeah. Nothing else. Yeah. Let's do another one. What do you say? Sure. Okay. You know, before you get too far, I want to tell you, you keep breaking up again. You're really? Freezing, yeah. Your voice hasn't gone out, but you keep freeze framing. Yeah. Well, as long as my uh, voice is here, that's the main thing. All right, here we go. Chris Henson. It's number six. That winner thing is kind of deceiving. He won a chance at winning. He's a, yeah, it's the best I can do. <laughs> no. No. So we'll, we'll keep. Ouch. What's wrong? Pop, pop my knuckle in my knee. Oh. <laughs> you know. That's, that's what happens when you get old. You move and pop, crack, snap. Yeah. <laughs> Joseph asks, what's the simplest mistake you guys make more often than not? Like forgetting something real often. Hmm. For me, I, I guess my, my biggest mistake is going too fast. I, I catch myself doing it a lot. Yeah. I constantly got to try and slow myself down. I forget my GoPro places a lot. Did you hear what I said? Yeah, I did. Yep. I leave my I leave my camera gear laying around. That's my biggest mistake when I'm hunting. But uh, I don't know as far as stuff you guys would care about, like deer. Um, um I probably second guess myself too much. I probably like psych myself out a lot uh, more than I should about like being indecisive about where to go and that kind of thing. Just overthinking probably a little bit i'd say that's my biggest like a simple mistake i make instead of just being kind of confident and it's kind of hard to uh pick a thing that i do often because of my mentality of the way i look at things i'm always correcting whatever's wrong so if I see myself going in a, in a certain area I concentrate on that and it doesn't happen again then some other problem takes its void yeah and I'm constantly trying to correct myself you know correct the ship and make yeah. it as perfect yeah. as possible yeah yeah sure do you do that I mean do you constantly like uh look at your issues and constantly try to determine what your biggest issue is and try to fix it? Mm, I mean, I don't know. I probably a little bit. I don't, I don't know if I constantly do it. I, I, um, I don't know. I have What's to think about that issue right now and deer hunting. It would be right now. Um, I probably, I'm not as far along in my scouting this year as I was like wanting to be thinking like I had, you know, I don't, I have, I thought I'd have like more time than I did this, this mm -hmm. spring, which you can't do much, much about it, but, um, 
I don't know. Same with yep, like you're going to have much more time this spring too, because of yeah, the career issues. So. Yeah, uh, but it is what it is. I also, you know, have a young family and all that. But um, I think my biggest issue right now is not uh, not practicing enough, and I'm trying to work on that, but I still don't have my bows back. Yeah, we were talking about that beforehand. I I haven't been shooting like I should either. I and I got mine pretty much set up now. I just need to start start shooting. I mean, I need to just dedicate some time in the morning, go out and shoot a little bit every mm-hmm. every morning. Um, but I mean, I'm I'm not even my scout. I mean, I'm I'm pretty far along compared to most people as far as how much I scouted this spring and stuff. I just there's a few things I didn't get to that I was wanting to get to this this uh, spring. Um, I need, I need to do what I need to do a better job of too, is like keeping track of some of these like out of state stuff. I'm kind Mm -hmm. of bad about that. Like keeping track of, um, uh, you know, times of years that you got to put in for draws and all that. I'm horrible about that sometimes. Um, especially when you start getting all kinds of crap going on and yeah, you know, um, it's easy to forget one of the draws. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's uh, let's do another giveaway here. So here we go. Giveaway is the wrong word. Let's give the give another spot here. Dane Dang. Hale, number seven. Some of these are new names I've never uh, never seen comments. Yeah. So um, oh, there's probably a lot of people that just float on there. I mean, I'm not a commenter usually when I go listen yeah. to something. You know, yeah. so I get that. Matthew asked, Dan, if you had to live in another state, not public, where would you move? If I had to, you had to. Um, you know, I've always talked about uh, when I was younger. I don't know that I think that way now, but I always thought that. Uh, the north uh, eastern corner of Iowa would be a great place to live. You could get all the benefits of a Iowa resident. Have the tags every year, um, which you'd have more tags than what a non-resident gets. And then you could also, you'd be right in the vicinity of the best part of Minnesota, the best part of Wisconsin, and you'd have Illinois right across the border. Yeah, and you could really do some good hunting in that situation. And you would have a lot of tags, wouldn't you? From yeah. some good, good areas. Holy cow! Yeah, and everything else you can buy over the counter except for Iowa. So you'd have, you'd have your Iowa tags taken care of. Um, I think if a guy really wanted to put some bucks on the wall, I think that'd be the situation to have. That yeah. corner right there, I think, is probably. I can't think of a better place to live if that was your goal to kill a lot of big bucks. Yeah, you I agree. Tags. I mean, you could you could hunt Wisconsin. Until uh, Wisconsin and Minnesota, you know, start in uh, early September. Then October first, you got uh, Iowa and Illinois pop in. That would be mm-hmm. that'd be a great area to live. Yeah, I can't I can't think of a better place either. I mean, just to be able to travel state to state too. Yeah, and and too, uh, the only tag that's expensive there is the Illinois one. Yeah, I mean, you'd be a resident of Iowa. So you wouldn't pay that huge fee for that that right. tag. Yeah. Wisconsin's not expensive. Not at all. It is Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Illinois gets okay. a little high though. 
Yeah. Like 600, I think. Nathan asks, advice for hunting over or around ponds? Uh, make sure that you make sure you're close to bedding. I don't necessarily, um, to me, um, that statement almost sounds like advice for hunting over corn, advice for hunting over a field. You know, I don't really necessarily hunt that way. I might end up over water or uh, a pond or over a river. Um, but the main factor is I'm always close to bedding because I want to be where deer, big deer move in daylight. So I want a short window of movement from that bedding to wherever I'm hunting. Yeah. So I've had my best luck on uh, water holes when it's hot or water sources when it is hot out and when the bedding is really close to that water. There you go. That's good advice. Which also that those um, in the evenings after a hot day, that water is going to be warmer than the air in the evening. And especially if it's uh, not real deep, you know, the water will heat up from the sun shining through to the soil, soil underneath. If you get like bathtub water, yeah. and when the air finally cools in the evening, you'll get that thermal rise. And, it'll, and if you're right up against the water, it'll pull your uh, scent over the water and rise it up into space. And yeah. it'll get away with a lot more. Yep. Tennessee Valley Outdoors, thanks for joining. Same to you, Stan. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Um, Corey, he asked a good question. He says, Dan, wondering if you hunt with a sidearm. I do, but I, I'm not afraid of bears, wolves, or other critters. I'm afraid of people. Yeah. But I, I uh, carry a um, handgun with me everywhere I go. Yep. Yep. I usually have one on me as well. Um, I don't care wondering if I have a gun, like if I have a shotgun or something, I wouldn't, but, or a rifle, but. And for those of you, you guys that are like Democrats or anything, um, <laughs> I, uh, I very rarely shoot nice people. So, yeah. <laughs> so if you're nice to me, we're good. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, let's do another drawing. <laughs> <laughs> let's see here okay here we go who was number eight and we have two more and then we're done for the night lewis l another uh another active before the echo commenter this is on there a lot Awesome, man. Good luck. See you Thursday. Make sure you're on. Slugworth, how does one get a license to hunt Fort McCoy? Buy it online. Yeah. You got to yeah. buy it at a certain time frame, don't you? I'm trying to remember. Or can you just get it any time during the season? I don't remember there being a time frame. Now, like, I think you got to – can't you draw to hunt inside the fort itself? You can you there's certain spots you can draw tags there that are better than the regular places. Yes. But you can I believe over the counter buy the other ones. Your your main worry there is that you check in and out every night and they're in the time frame they give you because they're pretty much sticklers over that. They'll mm -hmm. kick you out if you uh, if you forget to uh check out. Yeah. 
but uh, yeah, you can just buy the tag. And the, the tag is uh, does not affect your regular tag in Wisconsin. Yeah, it's just an extra deer. There are a lot of different rules in there, though, so you got really got to pay attention. the The zones can change day to day that you can hunt, can't hunt. And yeah, that's right. So, yeah. so you just got to wake up in the morning and make sure you're going to the right area. All right. Um, this is a good question because we haven't probably been mentioning this enough on the show. Where's the expo? So the Mobile Hunter Expo is in Kalamazoo, Michigan this year. And we, me and Dan will be there. Uh, we'll have a booth with Hunting Beast Gear. And then we'll be doing uh, some of these shows during the, the event. Yeah, Ricky um, Poole will be there. Um, Eric will be there. Um, uh, who am I forgetting? I don't know. I don't know who's coming. Is Jacob, Jacob coming? Jacob's going to okay. come that's uh -huh. what I was thinking of. So um, we'll all be there. I think Josh yep. might even show up. I will be there. Yeah. Maddie's coming. Yeah. Um, yep. After those guys set everything up and get out my uh, steak and lobster dinner, I'll show too. <laughs> put your chair up for you. Yeah, yeah they got to put my chair up. And... Uh, let's see here. What time is it? Ah, oh, we still got more good. Um, Chris asks, what state are you starting in this year? I'm starting in Nebraska. I'll go to Nebraska again. No, I might go to Tennessee before Nebraska. That's a, that's a kind of a maybe still. So I'm trying to get in as much as I can before, before the baby gets here. So I may just buzz down there for that weekend or something. Yeah. I want to do something. I just don't know what yet. Yeah. If you want to team up, let me know. But, um, I want to do something, and uh, I want to do something with Eric. We were talking about doing something before Wisconsin opens, but once Wisconsin is open, I am concentrating on Wisconsin. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'll go to Wisconsin on opening week two, but I'm hoping to – or I'll, you know, I'll get somewhere before um, before that happens. Yeah, it's a benefit for me if I can get a one hunt before I start hunting here. Yeah, I kind of get things fine-tuned a little bit. It, that is nice. Mm -hmm. uh, Chris asks, how many states have you hunted? How many have you hunted? Oh, I had to think about it. Quite a few. Sure. Quite a two. Um, I've hunted uh, Florida. I'm just trying to go from like most recent things I've done. I've went, I've been in Florida. I've hunted South Carolina and Georgia. Um, I've hunted Kentucky, Ohio, Indiana, Illinois, um, Michigan, Wisconsin, Nebraska, Colorado. Mm. I think that might be it. I've hunted Montana, Iowa, Missouri, Minnesota, Wisconsin, Michigan, um, in Indiana. Illinois, oh, yeah. Indiana. I forgot about that. <laughs> I don't think you listed Illinois either, did you? Um, I don't know. Maybe not. And uh, Pennsylvania, Ohio. Mm. I think that's it. I'm not sure. Yeah, something like that. Twelve or thirteen for me. Total states. It's kind of a lot, actually. 
the fifth of the U.S. Um, let's see here. Uh, my chat just screwed up. Back to the top again. Um, getting my thing reset here so we can do another giveaway here soon. Um, so Nolan asked that he thought Illinois is a draw state. It's not anymore. Um, it's, even it, when it was, it was like, it was like uh, you got um, there's leftover tags and they're pretty yeah. much like, oh, I don't even think they run out. Yeah. yeah. You can, they got a, like a limit on how many can be tags sold, they, but I don't think they run out. Right. Not anymore. Yeah. They, uh, they, I mean, I went in January last year and they had tags left still from for archery tags. Now, shotgun is a different story. I think shotgun you got to put in for a draw. What? <laughs> what saw, you I saw a comment that's hilarious. <laughs> what is it? I didn't. I, um, Chattahoochee Outdoorsman was uh, um, commenting about the name I gave the raccoon of Andre. Which I didn't <laughs> give him the name. Carol did. Okay. And it was named after a seal. But he says Andre seems like a fitting name for a bandit. Oh. Yeah. I would have to agree with that. Anyway, yeah. He's, he's uh, uh, obviously referring to LGBT tree I, I know what he's talking about. Jeez. Yeah. He's a bandit, all right. Uh, let's see here. There's a lot of. Uh... Mike asks. Dan, has any of your biggest bucks had small bodies? Average field dressing weight, your biggest bucks. Hmm. Um, I would say uh, uh, my very biggest deer, um, the uh, mid-180s 15-pointer, that that buck, uh, he had big feet, but he, had, uh, he only weighed um, uh, like a... 178 pounds dressed, I think. Yeah. Which actually is pretty light around here. Um, most of my mature bucks are well over 200 pounds. Um, and uh, one of my other biggest bucks, um, was close to 170 typical, had uh, really small feet. So you, when you would look at his track, you'd, you could never really de decipher his track from the other tracks. Mm. Or usually the big bucks you get giant feet a big track you know yeah and that buck too was another one that didn't weigh um excessively i think he was like 190 mm -hmm. uh, um as a mature buck mm -hmm. so uh he didn't have all that splay that you get from like a you know 220 pound two, you know animal or something you know yeah yeah that deer i killed in wisconsin a couple years ago it only weighed 160. it was real run down um my dad killed like a 170 here in Indiana. It only weighed 160, but it was eight years old. Um, mm. I don't know what was going on with it. It was also right after rut when he killed it. So it may have just been run ragged, you know. Um, Did we ever talk about that uh, midget freak book on here? Yes, we showed that. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah that, that book was a, a mature animal. Yeah. Uh, at least I believe it was. And yeah. it was probably like uh, 80 pounds. 
Yeah, that's crazy. There was something yeah. wrong with that thing. It had like two feet, two foot long legs. I mean, it was just this little tiny crazy thing that had ram antlers. It was, yeah. Oh, as long as in a museum, I should have got it mounted. You should have. Even if you got it mounted, they would have to when, make a special form for it because there's no form for something because it had a distorted head and everything. Right. Yeah. Slugworth asks, what's your everyday carry? What do you carry with you? Uh, I carry a... Um, Glock and 40 cal. Um, mm -hmm. I used to carry my uh, Glock 22, which is a very large gun, mm -hmm. and now I carry the one size down from that. It's like the 19 or something like that. No, 19 is a nine millimeter. Um, I don't. I'm not sure what it is. It's a, it's like a 23 or something like that. It's a it's a Glock 40, but it's one size sm smaller than the uh, Glock 40 22. The Glock 22 is a 40 cal. Um, yeah. But it's a full size. The one I got's like, uh, yeah. So they got a inch or I'm five eighths sure. shorter than that, and it's just it's just a little more easy to conceal in, uh, in the front. Yeah, they got a twenty-two, a twenty-three, a twenty-four, twenty-seven, and thirty-five. Yeah, I think so, it's a twenty-three Glock twenty-three. I have I a Glock twenty. I have a Glock twenty-two. Um, I also have. I find myself carrying. I have a little like Ruger L. Is it L? PC nine, it's a little nine millimeter. It's like super tiny. I carry that a lot because it's just. I got something more. similar to that for when like when I'm wearing shorts or something. Um, yeah, it's a company called Sky. Um, not spelt like Sky. Um, but uh, they're really cheap. They're like uh, two hundred seventy bucks new. Yeah, uh, and built in Florida. Hmm. Um, but I don't like them because uh, it's designed for pocket carry and it's just such a long trigger pull. Oh, really? Yeah, and it's and it's a heavy trigger, so it really takes some force to to make it go off. Yeah. Where I'm used to the Glocks, um, mm -hmm. and you just touch the trigger and things go off. Yeah. I mean, I can have seven rounds off before I even got the thing out of my pocket. <laughs> <laughs> I love my Glock 22. I mean, uh, that yeah, gun. I, I really super like mine too. With it. Um, I practice a lot. I mean, in the yard yeah. and stuff. And uh, man, I, I've gotten really good with that gun. Yeah, that's important. Mm -hmm. um, all right. Let's ask what's your arrow setup? Do you even know what yours is, Dan, right I now? I don't. Okay. <laughs> Prime set me up, so I'm using Prime arrows this year. Yeah, Prime came out with some new arrows. It's a, um, I, I I know I'm you know close to five hundred grains. I want to say, yeah. Um, but I don't know my exact setup. It's almost yeah. a full length arrow. We're, we're talking about doing uh like a video about all that stuff once we get all, everything squared away. So mm -hmm. we may have more information that you can watch on the Hunt and Beast. That'll I think that I always think that video will go over well because that's something we get asked an awful lot. Um, thanks for joining the membership. Jaken or Jacken. I don't know which one which one it is, man. But thanks, man. And Patrick, same to you. Uh, let's do another drawing. We'll do drawing a few more questions. And we will get off here because we only have two more left. Here we go. Number nine. Who's it going to be? Oh, oh, brush crawler. You're also on here a lot. Um, thanks, man. 
good luck next Thursday. Make sure you're, you're that, on uh, Matt Pinter's got to be like, what the heck, guys? Is every time you see his, <laughs> I name, see his name right before it goes off. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> uh, I know Matt. Matt was at one of your workshops. He works with Gary. Yeah, he was, yeah. And he's actually having a, I think he's having a baby about this year too, about the mm. same time we are. Uh, he's already raising one. You give him yours and you get more time out hunting. <laughs> then you can just take care of two. Uh, for real, ask what's your max draw length? What's your draw length? Mine's like 28. Pretty standard kind of guy. I don't, I don't remember what mine is. I know that they, I just shave an eighth of an inch off the arrows. I got the ape arms. I'm still part Neanderthal. <laughs> and yours is probably, I bet yours is 30 or 31, I imagine. Yeah. Probably pretty long. That's how my dad is too. He has real long arms. We had a, he's shooting my old bow and he had to, we had to put it way up. Um, let's see here. Someone twig asks, what broadheads do you shoot your trad bow with? I shoot a company called Razor Broadheads. They're out of Michigan. They're real good guys. Small, smaller company and they make some really good single bevel broadheads if you guys are into that kind of thing. Since I get my uh, bows back too, I'm going to try those. Yeah. See how they shoot. Yep. Um, they're the, they're pretty high end broadhead. Um, I think they're about ninety dollars for three, but they do give anybody that's listening to this show a discount. Uh, you just put, you just put in before the echo, and they'll give you a ten percent discount if you can't, if you leave that in the code section. And I don't get any. I mean, I'm, it's not anything that has to do with me. They're just fans of the show and, and they give you guys a discount if you also watch the show. So pretty cool. I probably should mention that more, but I just always forget that you guys can use that if you're interested in them. Um, Joe asks, what's your favorite type of land to hunt? Perfect type of land to hunt. So, um, early season, I like, um, swamps where i can get right up on top of them swamps and uh like marshes where i can get really close to the bedding because they don't move a long distance in daylight in early season um rut i like hill country because you really narrow down to traveling just based on the um the ridges in which way they face and the wind you can mm -hmm. kind of narrow down where they're going to be and how they're going to move and uh late season i really like uh um um farm country because uh they kind of uh can you know group up around food sources mm -hmm. um makes that easier so it kind of differs depending on the time of the year and i'm i'm fortunate that i have just about every kind of terrain you can imagine here in wisconsin yeah um uh I don't have all the terrains here. We pretty much have farm country and hill country. We do have a bit of swamp, but it's very limited. Like I can count on. You get a little bit of big woods, I would say. Some of your areas get pretty pretty big. Yeah, it's hilly big woods though. Yeah. Um, it's not like that, like monotonous big woods that you guys have up in. Yeah, the big flat country up north. Yeah. Um, I really like hill country a lot. Um, I'd probably say 
hill country. I also like farm country though, but that's just because of the nature of how I grew up hunting. You know, we had a lot of farms, farm country around here, obviously. Um, I really got, I really am intrigued by uh, marsh, marshes though, because we don't have marshes here at all. Mm. And when I go up to Wisconsin, I'm always like excited to go hunt in a marsh uh, just because it's so different from what I'm used to hunting. So, okay. Most memorable hunt, Josh. So a lot of them come to mind, but I would say like my one that I can like vividly remember the most is I, when I was like 10, I, it was the first year I shot a buck by myself and um, I could like almost tell you details of every step that buck took in the woods still to this day. Um, it was like a 125 inch 10 pointer, you know, probably like a, I don't know, it may have been like a, maybe a three-year-old, um, but maybe even a two two year old, but, uh, it was one when my cousin told me, I remember after I shot it, that that would have been a really big deer in a couple of years. So it's the first thing he told me after I shot it as a 10 year old, but <laughs> yeah, I should have. Um, I, I just, I have like a vivid remember memory of it coming out of this little bedding area and walking up this Ridge. This is in Hill country. And, and, uh, um, I missed it twice before I hit it and it just stood there every time I shot at it. It was in shot. It was the shotgun, and and back back before we could we had like rifles or anything, and I didn't I didn't have a I just had a smooth bore shotgun, um, and I missed it twice, and it just stood there, and then I uh, I hit it the, the third shot, and I kept shooting at it, of course, you know, um, and my dad was like two ridges over from me, and I remember him coming. I just can I almost can remember. You know, watching him coming over, I can still think about it in my mind like it was just yesterday, last night when it happened. But that's probably my my favorite, uh, memor, memor, my most memorable one that I, I have like no trouble remembering that one at all. But, but there's yeah, been like all kinds of them since then too that I really enjoy. But the first ones never go away. I, mean, I know I, I've got bucks on my wall that I can hardly remember. I have to yeah. really think about when did I shoot that buck, mm -hmm. but I can remember for like the first three, four years that I hunted every deer I missed every deer I had a confrontation with even does. Yeah. Because it was such a big deal. You know what I mean? Yep. And, uh, I think a lot of people don't realize how much of an impact those hunts have on you at the time, mm -hmm. but later on in life, you look back and, and you realize it, you know, mm -hmm. I can even remember the, like, like the way the blood trail looked in the, in the leaves, yeah. like tracking it and stuff. It was just, it's so vivid in my mind for some reason. Um, but, and that was my second buck I killed, but it was just that one for some reason. I was by myself, I think, and I was just so tuned in at that moment in time because I'd never done anything like that, you know. Um, let's see here. Let me make sure I got to everybody. Um, I think for the most part here, we got a bunch more questions, everybody. I just, sorry, we probably won't get to all of them tonight. Mark, thanks for the donation there, man. Um, yeah, uh, I, I have a, a, quite a few people asking about, uh, how to get their hands on a beast stand recently for some reason, uh, and, and test it out. I mean, sorry. Oh, well, come um, to the, come to the show. Yeah, up in Michigan. That's the, that's the best, best way of going about it is coming to the, um, Michigan show. Yes. Everybody keep commenting. These, these all count. If you keep commenting, I'm, I'm using all three of the, uh, uh, videos here or the the comment comments coming in so um all right you want to do the last one here sure 
Let me. Sorry, I gotta reload the thing here. Actually, let's uh, let's do another question just so we can let that uh, comment generator um, pick up all the comments. Oh, let's see here. Tristan asks, uh, do you prefer to take your does early in the season or late? I've heard convincing arguments for both. What's your thoughts on that? I don't know. I don't. I've got some, but mine are very popular. Yeah. I I, uh, I oftentimes find myself shooting a couple does like during late muzzleloader or something. Mm-hmm. Usually when season starts, I'm like focused on bucks. Like early season, I just buck hunt. And then if I want to go shoot a doe and I've tagged a, uh, my buck tag, then I'll go and just shoot shoot one with a muzzleloader. I usually oh. do it with gun. I, I, yeah. I, I, like, I just like pounding bullets out there when I, when I got a gun. Uh, like when we do the drives, I like shooting does. Um, and it doesn't it, that doesn't affect your buck hunting at all during the drives because yeah, now you know they're gonna they don't know where you're shooting or what. But um, bow hunting wise, um, to me, I am always buck hunting. I cannot go out and just shoot does. Mm-hmm. I can't go on a doe hunt. I could. I would have to be completely tagged out on bucks. Or, mm-hmm. you know and stuck in a place where i can't travel to someplace you know for the day or whatever but uh with that said while i'm buck hunting i will shoot a doe in certain scenarios like um most of the spots i hunt i hunt once and i don't come back so i'm hunting there and i'm not coming back i'm considering that spot burned and there's a doe there and it's getting to be last light and there's no chance a buck is going to make it to me anymore. Why not take the doe? Mm-hmm. If I need to make, you know? So, um, I'll do that. Um, if you guys remember, um, hunt last year where I shot that real big buck in the neck, mm-hmm. I think what really turned that hunt South, if you remember, I did not recover that buck, mm-hmm. but what turned that hunt South was me being convinced that I was on an observation hunt and wasn't going to shoot one. And a doe came in and I thought, well, I'll shoot the doe while I'm waiting. Nobody will know the difference. And here those bucks were in the field watching from the side. Do you remember that? Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 So that's, if you start shooting does on buck hunts, it's going to take away from your buck hunting. Now I know a lot of people will set aside certain dates in certain time periods to shoot does and stuff. But literally from my perspective, you only get so many opportunities to kill a buck in a year. You only have so many days to hunt and your odds go down when you waste days. So if you're looking to put a trophy buck on the wall, you need to put every minute you have into buck hunting and to get yeah. that trophy. You know? Yeah. Yep. I completely agree. I, uh, like I said, it's something kind of it's an afterthought for me usually. Um, yeah, it really has to do with goals, right? You know, yeah. your goal might not be the same as mine, but I'm just saying if that trophy is your goal, mm-hmm. if that's what you're after, which a lot of the people that follow us, it is. Mm-hmm. If that's what you're after, you, you have to go after that and not mm-hmm. be not be distracted by other things. Yeah. Um, I definitely 
eat a lot of deer meat, so I do definitely make sure I kill some, but I I usually do it well after my buck tags are filled. Okay. I usually say, I usually say something like, uh, I'm going to shoot a lot of them this year. I'm going to shoot a bunch, put them in the freezer, just have some fun. Yeah. And then they come yeah. in and I'm like, gosh, I really think a buck might show up. And then right. I don't, you know, right. I'd rather, you know, I just right. won't risk the loss of a buck. Let's do the last person here. Here we go. The 10th person, lucky number 10. Do, 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 do. Oh, 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 oh. Square Woods Outdoors. Congrats, man. SpongeBob Square Wood. <laughs> Outdoors. <laughs> That's the 10th person. Uh, we are finished for the night. Next week, we will shoot those people and see who wins. <laughs> and then uh, we'll, we'll, the bow will be sent to you, or you can pick it up, or whatever you guys want to decide to do. So, If I go on a mass shooting spray and shoot everybody, do I have to give me your bow? Mitch wouldn't appreciate that. Yeah. All right, everybody. Have a good night. We'll see you next week sometime. See ya. <laughs>